Good afternoon. Hey, you're a rowdy house, so that's very welcomed here. So I hope you get a little bit rambunctious and riot a little. That's very welcomed in this place. We're so glad you could be here on Good Friday. In a moment, we're going to start our, our drama called Who Killed Jesus? And we'll have points where you can participate, but we hope you enjoy this production as we remember the great price that was paid 2,000 years ago. I just want to open us up in uh, prayer. I want to thank you for being here and following our, our time together. There's going to be refreshments in the foyer, uh, coffee, tea, juice, snacks. So we'd love for you just to hang around after, and I hope you enjoy this time together as we reflect on the great price that was paid. Thank you, God. Thank you for today. We thank you that we can celebrate in safety. We thank you that we can remember what you did. And, oh God, just uh, thank you for paying the ultimate price so that we could be free. In your precious name, amen. All rise. The Ontario Court of Richview is now in session. The Honorable Judge P.P. now presiding. Today, today's case, the crown against Jesus of Nazareth. Please sit. Could the accused stand? Clerk, arraign the accused. Jesus of Nazareth, you you stand charged on or about 33 years preceding this date. You have committed the crimes of blasphemy, civil unrest, terrorism, and starting a revolution. How do you plead to these charges? Guilty or not guilty? Did you hear the arraignment? We heard. Guilty or not guilty? Pursuant to the criminal code of Rome, based on the accused's silence, we record a plea of not guilty. Jesus of Nazareth, take your seat. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. The Crown Prosecutor and the Defense Counsel have chosen all of you as jurors. Your job will be to consider the evidence and in the end decide if Jesus of Nazareth is guilty as charged. The lawyers have estimated that this case will take an entire 30 minutes to complete and it better be completed in that time because I have a chariot race to participate in at the St. George's Chariot and Country Club. 
tea time is in 30 minutes. Now it's your job to decide from the evidence that you will see and hear what the facts are in this case. You are the only persons to decide the facts. It is my job to decide what Roman rules of law apply in this case and to explain them to you. It is your job to apply what I tell you what the law is and then you decide what the facts are in this case. That is how you make your decision. It is our Canadian, oops, I mean our Roman law, that does not let you use your own or anybody else's ideas as to what the law is or should be. To decide what the facts are in this case, you may consider only the evidence you hear in this courtroom. The evidence includes what each witness says in response to the questions asked. The questions themselves are not evidence unless the witness agrees with what is asked. The answers are the evidence. Consider the evidence with an open mind. Make your decision without sympathy, without prejudice or fear. Though, huh, we better mind all of our P's and Q's with Caesar, eh? Now, punishment has nothing to do with your task as jurors. It is just to determine whether or not the Crown Prosecutor has proven her case beyond a reasonable doubt. It has no place in your discussions as jurors or in your decision. If you find Jesus of Nazareth guilty of an offense, it is my job and my job alone to decide what punishment is appropriate. However, I do believe that crucifixion might be the punishment of the month. Isn't that correct, my Roman court officers? <laughs> Madam Crown, you may now proceed with your opening address. Thank you, Your Honor. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. My name is Rosemary Baranowski. As I'm sure you can tell, a great Roman name with ancestry steeped in tradition and honor for hundreds of years. In fact, my great, great, great grandfather, Baranowski, was the first prosecutor in all of Judea. And his first case involved a number of stolen camels by some errant rebels, which of course was dealt with satisfactorily. But today, I am the crown prosecuting the case against Jesus of Nazareth. My role here is very simple and straightforward. It is to convince you beyond a reasonable doubt that this accused, Jesus of Nazareth, is guilty of all charges against him. Now the defense may argue that this is a difficult and complex case, but I can assure you that it is not. Don't let this Jesus of Nazareth or his clever defense attorney fool you. Do you know, I have heard that this Jesus plays tricks on people. I have even heard that he performs magic 
So be careful. Be very, very careful because this is not an ordinary accused. The case, however, is very simple. As you heard the indictment being read this afternoon, you know that he stands charged with some very, very serious offenses, including blasphemy, civil unrest, terrorism, and starting a revolution. You will hear from a number of witnesses today to corroborate these charges, including Salome, Herod Antipas, Rechev, Jehochen, Mary of Nazareth, and Judas. Now, it is very important that every juror remain impartial. An impartial juror is one who will approach this trial with an open mind. He or she will decide the case based only on the evidence presented at trial. Now, any person who is related to or has had any association with anyone involved in this case may not be able to have an open mind, in, despite his or her best efforts. Now, having said what I'm supposed to, however, I would like to remind you that if any of these associations cause you to be sympathetic to the accused, then you must leave the courtroom now. Just get out. But, on the other hand, if this association causes you to be more sympathetic, or should I say, less sympathetic. Objection, Your Honor. The jury is supposed to be biased. She even said this herself. Then please stay. Stay. Overruled. Sit down. <sighs> Madam Crown, I'm sorry for this rude interruption by the defense counsel. Please Thank continue. You. Thank you, Your Honor. Now, because of my great Roman name of Baranowski, I was able to meet this morning in chambers with His Honor, Mr. Justice P.P., and because of his great knowledge of jurisprudence, he has granted me some latitude in this case, and he is allowing me to bend the rules just a little bit and be able to call as a witness this great Jesus of Nazareth Objection, Your Honor! Whom I believe will have no difficulty in implicating himself of these crimes. Sit down. You're quite obnoxious today, aren't you, Madam Wait, Defense Counsel? Is it supposed to be called to the, the accused? He's the witness? No! Overruled. Sit down. Madam. Now, I would ask you always to remember that although from start to finish, it is I who must prove Jesus of Nazareth guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, and that Jesus of Nazareth does not have to prove his innocence, I would like to remind you that a reasonable doubt is not a frivolous or far-fetched doubt. It is not a doubt based on sympathy or prejudice, but rather it is a doubt based on reason and common sense. You must always remember that it is nearly impossible to prove anything with absolute certainty. And in fact, 
absolute certainty is a standard of proof that is just impossibly hot, impossible to achieve. Isn't that correct, Your Honor? Oh, yes, Madam Crown. You are certainly well-versed in the law. Now, at the end of this case, after considering all of the evidence presented at trial, you are sure that Jesus of Nazareth has committed the offenses for which he stands charged, then you must find him guilty. Since you would have been satisfied beyond a reasonable doubt of his guilt. And at the end of this case, I firmly believe that after considering all of the evidence, you will come to the only possible verdict, a verdict of guilty as charged. Thank you. Thank you very much, Madam Crown. That was a beautiful opening address. You may proceed with your first witness. The Crown calls as its first witness, Salome the Potter. Please raise your right hand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you Caesar. I do. I most certainly do. Good afternoon, Salome. Could you please state your name and profession for the court? My name is Salome. I was formerly a pig farmer in the Decapolis. And due to an unfortunate event, I'm now a potter. Could you explain the events that led to this unusual profession change? I was busy tending to the village's 2,000 pigs on the hillside by the coast of the sea. We were raising them for the worship of the great god of wine, Bacchus, when all of a sudden they started squealing and convulsing and then stampeding off the side of the cliff into the water and drowned. All that money, the great god destroyed. I lost my job. The court is very sorry to hear that, but could you further explain? Please tell us exactly. Could you continue? Then, like a minute later, I saw the demon-possessed man come out of the graveyard in his full mind, in his clothing, and at peace. And then it clicked. All the demons that were in him had moved into the pigs, causing them to drown. That is quite a story. I'm not done. And then I see him with this man, this Galilean. I'd never seen this man before. And then it clicked. He was the demon exerciser. It was his fault. He's the one that destroyed the worship to Bacchus, the religious economy, and lost me my job. So is the person responsible for causing this civil unrest in the courtroom today? Could you please point to this person? It For the benefit him. of the court, she is pointing to the accused. For the record, indicating the accused, Jesus of Nazareth. So, Salome, what ended up happening to this demon-possessed man? All day and night he goes around the Decapolis telling everyone how amazing Jesus is, and that only he has the power to bring freedom from bondage. Actually, He's a transformed man. 
You could say that. No further questions, Your Honor. Thank you, Madam Crown. Defense, cross-examination. No, Your Honor. Excuse me? No cross-examination? No, sir. Thank you, Salome. You may go. Looks like I'm going to get to that chariot tournament early today. <laughs> the Crown calls as its next witness, Herod Antipas. Please raise your right hand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you, Caesar. I do. Herod, could you tell us about yourself, please? Well, um, my name is uh, Herod Antipas. I'm the Tetrarch of Galilee and Perea, uh, the youngest and, of course, favorite son of Herod the Great. I mean, favorite insofar as he didn't have me executed. Um, <laughs> Though on his deathbed, he did take away three quarters of my kingdom, giving it to my other brothers. Of course, that idiot Achilles thought he could rule his section with an iron fist. Cruelty ended up losing his job. Not me. I've got it all figured out. Well, so you must have been at least curious when, when you heard about the ministry and the popularity of Jesus in your own area. Yes, interesting story. You see, there was this other prophet, uh, rabbi, fellow, named John the Baptist. You might have heard of him. Interesting teaching. I really, really wanted to talk to this guy. But, of course, he gets, his head, gets himself beheaded. It's a terrible story. Should never have happened. He got, him, he got under my wife's skin, babbling on about how it was wrong that I married her. Of course, because she was married to my brother, but he didn't deserve it at all. Uh, anyway, in the end tricks me into having him beheaded. Stupidest thing ever, never should have happened. So that was the end of that. Except, then I start hearing about this other prophet coming around, saying many of the same things that John had been saying. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, maybe I got myself a second chance. And he's going around doing miracles, healings, all the story. It sounded interesting until, of course, the rumor starts coming that he's actually the rightful king of the Jews. <laughs> that must have been unnerving. Yeah. No kidding. Um, the things my family has done for these people. Building projects, trying to keep things under control, respecting their religion, trying to keep <clears throat> certain other governors in the area from putting their foot in it. What thanks do I get? Rebellion, insurrection. So when you heard about this Jesus character, what did you do? Well, my sense of men to go have him picked up. Did you succeed? Well, no. I mean, you stayed one step ahead of me. Until now. Exactly, until now. No further questions, Your Honor? Defense, cross-examination. No, Your Honor. Thank you. Herod, you may go. See you at uh, tea time, or should I say chariot time? <laughs> next witness. The Crown calls as its next witness, Rachev.
Please raise your right hand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you, Caesar. I do. For the court record, please state your name and tell us about yourself. I am Rahab, and I work in the Gentile court of the temple selling sheep. Or at least, I used to. Just last week, this guy comes into the temple, turns his prayer towel into a whip, and starts driving all of his animal salespeople out. He even overturned a bunch of tables. Like, what the heck, man? That sounds, that sounds terrible. What do you think provoked him to do such a terrible thing? Well, he kept yelling at the top of his lungs that his father's house was to be a place of prayer for all the nations, something like that. But we had just turned it into a den of thieves and robbers. Well, what exactly does that mean? Well, sure, we charge a much higher rate for our sheep, but we, we provide convenience, you know? And besides, it had been the temple priests who had okayed us selling in the Gentile court. I could see how having sheep buying in your prayer service or peeing on your feet while you pray could be a bit of a turnoff. But we had the permission of the Sanhedrin. He had no right. Is the person responsible for causing this revolt in the court today? For the benefit of the court, could you point to this person? It was him. Let the court record reflect pointing at the accused. Thank you. No further questions, Your Honor. Defense, cross-examination. No, Your Honor. Thank you, Rikov. You may go. The Crown calls as its next witness, Jehochen. Please raise your right hand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you, Caesar. No, I will not. I am a Jew. I will never render to Caesar. Your Honor, could the clerk say the name, please? Of course. Proceed. <sighs> do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you the name. I do. <laughs> For the court record. Please state your identity and tell us about yourself. My name is Jehochen. I'm from a small town called Capernaum in the Galilean region. I love God and I love my neighbors. Oh, do you indeed. Well, uh, thank you for that. So, let me get this straight. You are a religious leader in Israel, is that correct? Now, as a Jew, you would be looking for the Messiah to come. Could you tell us what you witnessed concerning the accused? We had heard about how Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth was doing all these miracles and how his teachings were with authority. I came to see and hear more. We had gathered in a crowded home and it was packed full of people. All of a sudden, I thought that there was an earthquake as these men had ripped off the roof and were lowering a crippled man down to Jesus. Jesus then says the most blasphemous thing I've ever heard. I don't think that I can repeat it. Oh, yes, you can. We need to hear this, please. Um, well, he says to this crippled man, your sins are forgiven. Can you believe our horror? The blasphemy. No man can forgive sin. Only God can forgive sins. And the next thing that Jesus does is he heals this man. And then pandemonium happened. So, Jesus claimed to be able to forgive sins. Now, 
as a religious leader, would you say that for anyone to say such a thing is blasphemous? Yes. Do you, as an expert, believe that this man is God? Of course not. How could that even happen? Why would God do such an outrageous thing? What on earth would possess God to come down onto earth as a man? It's ridiculous. Ridiculous indeed. No further questions, Your Honor. Thank you, Madam Crown. Defense, cross-examination. No, Your Honor. Thank you, Jehochen. You may go. The Crown calls as its next witness, Mary of Nazareth. Please raise your right hand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you, Caesar. So help you the name. I do. For the court record, please state your identity and tell us about yourself. My name is Mary from Nazareth. The accused is my son. Mary. You have heard some very difficult and hard things about your son today. Please tell the court how that's made you feel. He told me this would happen. It has been hard. He told you that this would happen. He told me that at the appointed time, the world would turn against him. He would be unfairly tried and sentenced to death. Your Honor, permission to proceed under Section 9 of the Canadian Evidence, I mean, uh, Roman Evidence Act, and treat this witness as hostile. Objection, Your Honor! Sit down. What? Overruled. Madam Crown, you may proceed, most certainly. Mary, do you believe that your son is guilty of the crimes of which he has been accused? Mary, do you actually believe that your son is God? Yes. No further questions, Your Honor. Defense? Cross? None, Your Honor. Thank you, Mary. You may go. <laughs> the Crown calls as its next witness, Judas. Please raise your right hand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you the name. I do. For the court record, please state your identity and tell us about yourself. My name is Judas. I'm from the town of Cariot. 
And I was once a follower of Jesus. And then what happened? Well, things were going well. Uh, popularity, the movement was picking up, and the income was pouring in. And what happened then? Well, there was this one day, recently. This woman comes with perfume that was easily worth a year's wages, and she pours it on Jesus' feet. And then she proceeds to clean his feet with her hair. What a waste. I let her have it. But then Jesus lets me have it. He embarrasses me in front of everyone. I knew right then something was off. Tell me, do you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the revolutionary? Well, I did, considering the conflicting messages that he was saying, from talking about raising the temple in free days and ushering in a new kingdom, I kind of felt like he lost his mission and that I had to urge him to get back to the plan of overthrowing the Romans. What? It was an epic moment. Jesus was riding into Jerusalem as the prophecy said the Messiah would do. The crowd was gathering their palm branches and we were getting ready to take out the Romans. Then Jesus starts crying and when he gets into the city, instead of heading to the Roman garrison, he heads to the temple and starts throwing out all the sheep dealers. Unbelievable. So what did you do next? Well, I had to get him back on track. So I met with the Sadducees and the religious leaders and they gave me 30 pieces of silver if I would tell them where Jesus was staying. I figured if I handed him over, he would start to lead the revolution. And what happened? Well, I brought the temple guards to the garden and I kissed Jesus. And I figured right then he would lead the revolt. Instead, well, here we are. <laughs> so, just to restate, you heard Jesus claim to be the Messiah, that he was bringing in a kingdom, that he could forgive sins, and that he was the son of God, correct? Yes, but I don't want to see him hurt. Oh, no, of course you don't. You mean after all that, you want us to release him? It's not nonsense. I really thought he was going to defeat our enemies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No further questions, Your Honor. Madam Defense Counsel, cross-examination. None, Your Honor. Judas, you're excused. <laughs> next witness. The Crown calls as its next and final witness the accused, Jesus of Nazareth. But, Your Honor! Madam Defense Counsel, this is an exceptional case, so let me impose some exceptional rules of evidence. Madam Crown. Please continue. Bailiff. Raise your right hand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you, Caesar. 
Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Render unto God what is God's. For the court record, please state your identity and tell us about yourself. Jesus of Nazareth. Would you call yourself a good man? All right. Um, could you perform a miracle for the court today? Do you believe that you are God? Did you say, destroy this temple in three days and it will rise again? Are you a terrorist? Objection, Your Honor! Sit down, madam. Okay, so why are you here? No further questions, Your Honor. Jesus of Nazareth, you may take your seat. Thank you, Your Honor. Those are my witnesses. Thank you, Madam Crown. Defense, you may commence with your opening address. No opening address, Your Honor. No opening address? No, sir. Any witnesses to call? No, sir. No opening address? No witnesses to call? This court is taking a recess until this accused Jesus of Nazareth gets some sense. Court adjourned. All rise.
Once again I look upon the cross where you died I'm humbled by your mercy and I'm broken inside Once again I thank you Once again I pour out my life And now you are exalted to the highest place, King of the heavens, where one day I'll bow. But for now, I'll marvel at this saving grace in time for the praise once again. And time for the praise once again. And once again I look upon the cross where you died. I'm humbled by your mercy and I'm broken inside. Once again I thank you. And once again, I pour out my life. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross, my friend. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross, my friend. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross, my friend. And once again I look upon cross where you died. I'm humbled by your mercy and I'm broken inside. Once again I thank you. Once again, I pour out my life. Amen. You can have a seat. All rise. Please sit. Madam Defense Counsel, any remarks? 
None, Your Honor. Anything? All right. Madam Crown, your closing address. Thank you, Your Honor. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, this is the last time in this trial that I will have the opportunity to speak to you. I want to thank you for being an attentive and thoughtful jurors throughout this trial. I understand that by being on this jury, it has interrupted your lives, the lives of your families, those with whom you work, and perhaps your businesses. And so again, I say thank you. Yours is the most important function in this trial. You, as members of the jury, have a deciding role in the administration of justice. It will be you, and you alone, who will decide whether or not the accused is guilty of the crimes for which he stands charged. You have heard the evidence, all of which was uncontradicted by the defense. There were no questions asked of any of the crowned witnesses, and the defense counsel, my learned friend, elected not to call any witnesses. Even Jesus of Nazareth implicated himself by remaining silent. I ask you, how could an innocent man just sit there in silence and not protest his innocence? It makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. The evidence against Jesus of Nazareth, as you have seen, is overwhelming. It's indisputable, undeniable, consummate. Your verdict in this case is absolutely clear, and that is a verdict of guilty. I know this is probably a waste of time for asking, but Madam Defense Counsel, any last words before we go to the jury? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, do you find this man, Jesus of Nazareth, to be guilty or not guilty for the offenses of which he stands charged? Almost tea time. It's chariot time. You took too long. Mr. Jesus of Nazareth, please stand. I have heard accusation after accusation against you from these Jewish people here today. But I was just chatting with my wife, who said that she had some dream about you. And I like her a lot more than anyone around here, and... I have to live with her. So, based on this counsel, I find this man to be not... What's that? What's that? Okay, okay. Crucify him then. I, Pontius Pilate, got to get to this chariot race. Court dismissed.
Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small, child of weakness, watch and pray, find in me thine all in Jesus faded all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. Lord, now indeed I find thy power and thine alone can change the leopard spot and bell the heart of stone jesus paid it all all to him i owe sin had left a crimson stain he washed in white as snow. And when before the throne I stand in him complete, Jesus died my soul to save. My lips shall still repeat. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. Sin had left a crimson stain, he it white as snow he washed it white as snow he washed it white as snow oh praise the one who paid my debt and raised this life up from the dead oh praise the one who paid my debt and raised this life up from the dead oh praise the one who paid my debt and raised this life up from the dead oh praise the one who paid my debt and raised this life up from the dead cause Jesus paid it all all to him I owe sin had left a crimson stain he washed it white as snow Step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. 
have a seat for a moment. Thank you. We're so glad you could be with us here today, and if you came in a bit late, we just want to welcome you, and in the next minute, uh, we're going to open up the foyer, and we hope you'll stick around just for some refreshments, get to know a few people, but I don't know about you, but I didn't like how that play ended. It's kind of tragic kind of somber, kind of dismal, kind of unfortunate. And that's because it's Friday. But Sunday is a coming. 
and it's Friday, and Jesus is praying, and Judas is betraying, but Sunday is a coming. It's Friday. The disciples are hiding. Witnesses are lying. Mary is crying. Peter's denying. But they don't know that Sundays are coming. And it's Friday. The soldiers are stripping him. The soldiers are whipping him. And his blood is a dripping. But we know that Sunday is a coming. It's Friday. He's hanging on the cross. All is a loss. Abandoned by the boss. Forsaken by the boss. But Sunday, oh, Sunday is a coming. It's Friday. Jesus sighs out. Judas buys out. The rocks are crying out. But Sunday is a coming. It's Friday. The world is winning. Sin and people are sinning. Evil is grinning. But they don't know that Sunday is a coming. It's Friday. And a bunch of people in Etobicoke are meeting. And they're getting exhausted with the pastor who keeps repeating that Sunday is a coming. It's Friday. And Jesus is being ferried, and his body's being buried, and the rocks being carried, and opinions are varied, but Sunday is a coming. Thank God! It's only Friday, but Sunday is a coming. We'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> Go in peace. <laughs>